Welcome to the Murrayville Baptist Church. We are glad you're here. If you're glad you're in the house of God, say amen this morning. Amen. We've got several folks still making their way inside. And don't worry if it gets a little tight. We've got plenty of chairs right here, right here in the whole choir lot. So that's been a blessing, and we pray that continues to grow. I hope you've come this morning looking and expecting something from the Lord. I hope you come expecting. And if you didn't come looking, and if you didn't come expecting, I hope you have a head-on collision with God in heaven today. A head-on collision. And that's what we're looking forward to. It's a wonderful Veterans Day. We're looking forward to honoring them here in just a few moments. Looking forward to hearing this wonderful choir sing. Aren't you grateful for our choir, church? Thank the Lord. So we're going to take a few moments. And uh, veterans, I want you to prepare yourself. We're going to ask you to come forward here in just a few moments. Uh, firstly, though, we're going to sing a song. Brother Terry's going to come around and lead it. If you would, please stand. Brother Terry, you come on around. Let's sing out to the Lord. This may be the last Sunday that you're ever in church. The Lord may come back before next Sunday. So let's take this opportunity to worship the Lord this morning. Brother Terry, come on, lead us in song. And then start. It's 130. Should be on screen. of the Lord and his grace and again we're excited about this service y'all pray for me um, I'm as nervous and as uh, uh, 
scared and whatever you want to call that, whatever adjective you want to put there, got ordination service tonight. But I've been telling everybody, look, there's two messages getting preached tonight, one to me and one to you. So we're all in the hot seat this morning. So thank the Lord. We're excited about ordination service this evening in Lawrenceville at Crossroads, my sending church. And uh, we're, we're grateful for that. Got a lot coming up. We'll definitely announce this. I want to go ahead and ask our ushers to make their way up here to the front as we take up the Sunday morning offering. Um, remember ordination tonight, and then we've got some excitement going on. Now, we have some that are, have expressed interest in joining the church, and, uh, and I'm excited about that, aren't you? And uh, so uh, not today and not tonight, but next Sunday after, uh, after the church accepts us as members. Now, y'all have already voted us in as pastor. So you can't do away with us that easily, but uh, but now um, next Sunday we're going to be um, uh, are going to be receiving us as members after we've been ordained and sent out of our local church. We're leaving Crossroads officially and coming to Murrayville, so we're excited about that. And after that's done, we're going to turn around and welcome other members into the body. So if it's on your mind, on your heart, and you've thoughts for some time about joining Murrayville Baptist Church, would you come see me? Maybe just grab me after service. Would love to see you and talk to you about that. We're excited about what the Lord's doing at Mervyn. Thank the Lord for it. Brother Ron, would you come around here just for a few moments and I ask you to lead us in prayer. Sister, play softly. And as soon as Brother Ron prays, we're going to take up offering. I want to do this. As we're nearing the end of offering, I want to ask all of our veterans, all of our veterans to come right up here and line up across the front of the church, okay? Line up across the front of the church. I'm going to ask some guys for some help with some microphones. So as soon as we get to that point, as soon as the offering is over, I want you to come up. And we want to honor you and thank you for your service to our country. Brother Ron, come and pray. Appreciate you, Brother Ron. Appreciate you. Lead us to the Lord. Yes, ask God to help us this morning. Okay. God, I appreciate, Lord, the opportunity to come inside these doors with uh, people of like minds. And, yes. Lord, may we lift one another up in love and good works as you've asked us to do. Lord, I'm much obliged, God, for the way that you have conducted yourself in my heart this week. God, I pray, Lord, as we come together, Lord, may we take what is bad and the world and the things, God, that, that make us, that weigh us down, put them on the outside, God. Let's just come in. I pray, Lord, we'll all just come in and worship you. Thank you, God, for your love and grace. Thank you for the leaders of this country. Lord, that served us, God, and, and Lord, that made uh, a way for us to be able to do this this morning. I appreciate them. God, once again, I ask, Lord, that you would please inhabit us this morning. God, help us that we'll know who you are and who we are, where we were, and Lord, now where we're going, and how wonderful that Thank is. You. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for loving me. In your name I pray. Amen. 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 Go ahead.
our veterans to come right down here to the front, please. You can space yourself, fellas. Let's try to help them get spaced out here. Aren't you grateful for our veterans that have loved and served this country? Yeah, that's just fine. Amen. Thank God. I'm losing weight. I'm gonna go back I tell in. you, I would doubt that it's, uh, I would doubt highly that you've not been impacted by a veteran personally. And let me say this. The reason that we're here and that we have the freedoms that we enjoy, I still believe that America is the greatest nation on the face of the planet. She's got her woes, she's got her problems, and she needs our prayers, but there's, there's not another one like her this morning. I'm grateful for the United States of America, and I appreciate these men and women that have served this country. I believe we may be missing one or two, or a couple, yeah. All right, yeah, Sister Kathy, and then we've got a... Uh, come on, all right. She's in the nursery. All right, Brother Tim. Yeah, Brother Tim's not here as well this morning. He's at the prison, at the jail. So uh, um, I don't know, maybe if one of you ladies might be able to relieve Sister Kathy, not sure, for just a few moments and then turn it around. But anyway, we want to take this moment and we want to start on this side and work our way down this way. And I, ladies and gentlemen, if y'all would give your name and the, and the service uh, that you was in, the branch you was in, and, and what years of service. And if, Anything else you'd like to say? Go right ahead, Brother Martin. Uh, let's see, what was the first question? Name, rank, <laughs> Name, rank, serial number. When I was in the Marine Corps, Social Security number was your serial number. But now with all this theft going on with being a, what do you call it, cyber theft, they've done away with that. But, uh, I was in the Marine Corps. I joined in October 73. I was still in high school. Uh, previous summer, I went to summer school. I had a full-time job, so there wasn't nothing I could do in the summer. So I went to summer school, took a class, and I had enough credits to graduate in Christmas. So I had the bright idea. I'm, I went in the Marine Corps. And I had the bright idea. I'll go to boot camp in February, graduate from boot camp, and then come and graduate from high school. Well, the Marine Corps had a different idea, and uh, I didn't get out of there till July. So, uh, but uh, I didn't go to Vietnam. I was put on alert twice, once in boot camp. They said, we're gonna train everybody for Vietnam. Everything's changing. And that went on for two or three days. Then I got out of boot camp, went to Quantico, Virginia, and they put us on alert again. And I thought this time we're going because it lasted for nearly a week. But then the peace talk started back and they, they settled it in April of 75. But uh, it's an experience that I guarantee will uh, stay with you for a lifetime. Anybody that's been to Paris Island can tell you it's something that'll stick with you forever. Yeah. Um, Charles Sykes, I served in the United States Marine Corps from 1993 to 1997. Uh, I was in the infantry. Uh, I served in Somalia in 93, Bosnia in 95, Cuba, lots of different places. Uh, big blessing in my life, so um, I miss it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, my name is Leah Hahn. I was in the U.S. Army from 1989 to 1992 and took part in the invasion of Panama. Good morning, everybody. I want you to know that uh, there's, I'm in, I was from the 101st Airborne. My dad was part of the Band of Brothers. We had a son that was a Green Beret, so there's three generations of not smart people jumping out of good planes. 
But, uh, but my granddaughter sitting back there, I got a, a special thought about her. She took and got to put the, she did an essay on uh, her three people that's been in her life. And she won the essay and she got to put the reef on the tomb of the unknown soldier. Now that's, uh, that's quite the honor. You, you don't even understand really. But anyway, I was sleeping under a C-130 ready to jump into Cuba. And all that stuff settled down. I'm like the brother down here. I, I had no uh, military combat experience, but I had lots of training. And my son always used to say, Daddy, I know 200 and something ways to kill you. So I was always good to that boy. And that boy happens to be buried up at the uh, military uh, reservation up in Chattanooga, Tennessee. So <clears throat> my wife and I were very proud of that lad. All right. Thank you, sir. My name is Cy Miller. I was in the U.S. Navy. I did four years on the submarine from 1977 to 1981. Uh, 72 days underwater was the longest I stayed underwater. Over 400 days out of the four years I was underwater. Below 1,000 feet many, many times. Uh, I would do it all over again. I got out in 81. I didn't want to see a submarine. Didn't want to have nothing to do with one. Now I'm fortunate. I would live in Charleston, South Carolina, and I actually build the new Virginia class and Columbia class submarines. And for the Navy, and I was up in uh, Norfolk, Virginia about five or six years ago, me and my wife, and went to the christening of the USS Washington and uh, walked up and I blessed it. And uh, it just, it chokes you up because there's 130 men and women that's on the submarine for the next 40 years that's protecting our freedom that we have. My name's Ray Anderson. I served, uh, went in the Marine Corps on July 20th, 1966. After about three days at Paris Island, I wanted my mama, but I realized <laughs> I'd signed on the dotted line. I volunteered to go to Vietnam in 68, 69. I was on an air base at Chulai, Vietnam for 13 months. And I went because my best friend got killed over there. I went to his funeral. And at that funeral, I knew I had to go. So I went back and volunteered. And they sent me, of course. And the one thing I forgot to do when I was over there was worry about my family. You know, my mother turned gray-headed while I was in Vietnam worrying about me. I didn't ride as much. Didn't do what I was supposed to do. So if you're ever in the military, remember who you left behind. Don't forget. I forgot. I didn't care. I was just an 18-year-old, didn't care, didn't worry. Whole long time I was at Chulai, you know, if they throw rockets on us or whatever they throw on us. If it didn't hit my area, I just rolled over and went back to sleep. If it hit my area, I couldn't get to the bunker fast enough. So... Got out in 19th, July, they kept me for exactly four years, July 1970, I got out. Remember what? our veterans. They sure didn't remember us when we came out. Yes, sir. I want to tell you something, folks. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Thank you, well, <clears throat> giants 
still walk among us. And I want to thank God for our veterans this morning, church. Brother Leo, come up here, please, if you would, too, on the platform behind the podium. Brother Chris, give him a hand, if you would. And uh, we want to take a moment and thank the Lord. Again, um, you're so right, brother, that the, the veterans in these, in these days do not get the honor they're due. But uh, as a church here at Maryville, we want, to, we want to make sure to do our best to honor them. And I, I, what I want you to ask you to do at some point during the service, get around to one of these. And Sister Kathy and Brother Tim's not here, but these that have served. And, and, t and look them in the eye and tell them, thank you. Thank you. Because their services went overlooked for so long. We just take it for granted what we've got. This didn't happen by accident. This wasn't by accident and this wasn't easy to put together. This was hard fault and hard won and hard served. And I want to thank the Lord. After Brother Leo prays, we're going to give pledge allegiance to the flag. And I would ask our uh, veterans to hold that. Brother Chris, if you would, grab the Christian flag for Brother Marty there. And uh, Brother Josh is going to come after Brother Leo uh, prays. And uh, lead us in these pledges. And uh, we're going to thank the Lord for our country and for our veterans. But Leo, come on over here. We're going to pledge allegiance to the flag, to the Christian flag, and to the Bible. Lead us in prayer, Brother Leo. And as we're hearing these men <clears throat> here, Father, this is all over our nation. All the blood that's been spilt, given, taken. But, Father, we humbly thank you for this. There will be a time, Lord, that we come back on white horses. Lord, when we do, the mighty God is going to bring war like we've never seen before. So, Father, we, we thank you for a true and living Savior, Father, that loves us all. Now, Father, we pray for the men and women, Father, that are active all over the world, Lord. Some of them. My son that was a Green Beret, I know of some skills, Father, that he had to use. And Lord, I, these men here before me, I thank you for them, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for our pastor that's going to be our pastor soon. We thank you for the ordination, Father, that will be taking place this afternoon. Father, help us to take and honor him and his family, Lord. Let us not take this for granted. Lord, let us not take our freedom that we experience, Lord. It's disappearing quickly. And Father, we pray that you would put leaders in our nation, Father, that would be God-honored. Lord, once again, we just want to glorify and lift up the true, the very living God, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I pray this in Jesus' humble name. Amen. Amen. We'll pledge the American flag first. Attention, salute, pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, Liberty and justice for all. all right. Now the Christian flag. Attention, salute, pledge. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose keeping it stands. One Savior, crucified, risen, coming again, with life and liberty to all who believe.
now the Bible. Attention, salute, pledge. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and light unto my path. I will hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against God. I ain't standing, let's do America. My country is of the sweet land of liberty. Poppy, I sleep.
Oh, yes, right. 
on that for just a little while remember who you were remember where you were remember what your old life looked like remember what your old days looked like the shape you was in before God met you somewhere and changed your life changed your life changed your soul changed your destination changed your desires changed who you were I want you to think on it this morning. And since you've been saved, the times you've messed up since you've been saved. Made a fool out of yourself. But all oh, that same love wherewith he loved us. He just picks us right up, dusts us off, says, go again, my child. Hey, we're learning how to walk. We learned how to walk not long ago here at the Schuler house. Got a little girl. I remember those, those days when... You know, we could barely even crawl, but she was trying to stand up on stuff. It seemed like every other minute she was crying. She had failed. She had busted herself up. She had got hurt. But there was not a time when daddy or mama didn't see her crying when she had failed. That we didn't come to where she was at and pick her up and say, let's try again, sweetheart. You'll see her walking through here a little bit. Here in a little bit after church. That's what the Lord does for us. What a Savior this morning. I say glory to His name. I say bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. I think just for a little while this morning, I'll enter into His gates with praise. Into His courts with thanksgiving. I'll bless His name this morning. For He has been good. God has been good this morning. Take account just for a little while. That accounting term, that's where you start counting things up. Just, just account for a little while of the goodness of God in your life. And in my life this morning, aren't you glad that Jesus loves even me? Even me. And that through every trial and every storm and every tempestuous sea, He's been there. And He is there. And wherever you're at this morning, He is there. Thank God. You pray for the choirs. They sing this last verse. This don't bother me one bit, Brother Terry. I appreciate this blessed Spirit of God. He knows how to lead a service. He knows how to touch your heart. He knows how to touch my heart. I love Him this morning. I want to thank God that one day, as just a little fella, He came to me. And showed me his love for me and revealed himself to me and drew me to his self. I didn't know what else to do but just respond. You say, Brother Jay, I don't know what to do this morning in a service like this. Just respond. Respond in the affirmative and God will take care of the rest. Amen. Sing on, Brother Terry. That last verse, sister. Sing. Back forth. 
took my place, laid inside my tomb of sin. You were buried for three days, but then you walked right out again. And now death has no sting, and life has no end. For I have been transformed by the blood of the
Amen. Thank God. Thank God for his goodness this morning. And, uh, you pray for us. You pray for Charlie. Her voice is, she's been sick. She's been sick. Charlotte had it last week. Mama's got it this week. <clears throat> Both of us do, so y'all pray for us. The greatest words you've ever heard this morning is Jesus saves. There's never been greater words. Not in your whole life. And you'll never hear better words than those. Aren't you glad that one day whenever the Lord dealt with you and showed you your need of Him and you felt so alone, felt so by yourself, look and live. Look and live. Look to Jesus this morning. Jesus saved. Y'all pray for Charlie as she sings this song. Every drop of blood that touched the ground Jesus saves, Jesus saves, right. the world of sin rejoiced to hear the sound that Jesus saves, Jesus saves,
despair he started over this morning <laughs> when the world and the statistics and every reason you have to believe would say just to give up and throw in the towel I'm grateful that our precious Savior has not thrown the clay away He has the last say this morning He has the last say I don't have it, you don't have it, those around you don't have it, the county doesn't have it, the city doesn't have it, the state doesn't have it, the region doesn't have it, the country doesn't have it, the politicians don't have it. He has the final say this morning in your life and what's going on in it. Aren't you grateful for the goodness of God this morning? Charlie's going to sing that last verse. You're grateful.
to Amen. The book of John this morning. The book of John. The gospel according to John. We'll be brief this morning. And I'm sure you're saying, yeah, well, yeah, right. How about this? We'll try to be brief this morning. This is one of the greatest texts I've ever read in Scripture. There's just so much here. I said that last Sunday as well, but this actually is the associated text that we read this past Sunday. Gives an account of the Lord uh, walking on the sea. But I'm interested in a statement in verse number 35. There's so much Scripture here to read. And I struggle even trying to think about reading. There's so much context to cover. But my heart this morning is on this phrase that Jesus said unto them in verse 35 of John 6. He said, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. And he that believeth on me shall never thirst, shall never thirst. My interest is in these verses through verses 22 through verses 69, and there's no way that I can read them, much less preach through every one of those verses this morning. I wish I had the time, and I wish you had the patience, but I don't think we have neither one of those. This text is amazing, of course, uh, the Lord here, and that's our text, that's our message title, Jesus, the bread of life, in verse 35. Of course, as much as we've been speaking of this text over the last few services, you'll know that Christ has now had a great multitude come to Him. 
at one of the peaks of his ministerial popularity. My, my, how many people sought after Christ. It's referenced by some theologians and writers that the Lord Jesus Christ fed upwards of 25,000 people at one time. From five loaves and two fishes. Isn't that amazing? I mean, that's a miracle. I mean, I mean, wow. We, we, yes, we've seen him uh, we've seen him speak life in to, to ones that were once dead, and we can't believe it. We've seen him give sight to people that are blind. We've seen him give hearing to those that are deaf, and the ability to speak to those that are mute. But wow, from five loaves and two fishes, there wasn't a caravan of catering service from Chick-fil-A that was coming in the back somewhere and saying, keep it coming, disciples. No, the Lord blessed, break, and distributed to upwards. Of, now, there's a good crowd here. And we've been trying to prepare ourselves for more that might come. And been utilizing some chairs. Thank you, folks who've brought these chairs out. And men and women who's gotten the sanctuary ready to receive more. And I consider this a big crowd. But on that day, Jesus fed upwards of 25,000 people. It's amazing. And of course, these people like this. You've got to understand, this was a day where folks back then and this time did not know where their next meal was coming from. Now, you and I have got our plans built for lunch. You and I have got our plans built for possibly even supper. But these folks did not even know what they were going to eat next upon occasion. They labored all day, every day for enough to put together and make some bread. Matter of fact, the thing that the Lord distributed to them, this bread, was bread that would sustain their life. Would sustain their life. It would not only cause them to be alive uh, today, but would give them, those calories would power them through even until the next day. And the day after that, they were amazed by the bread. Of course, the Lord sends them away, the Bible says in John 6, that they would have made him king, that they would have taken him and forced him to sit on the throne. They would have went and knocked Herod off and knocked Pilate off and knocked Caesar off. And uh, set up the kingdom in the name of this man, Christ Jesus. That wasn't God's plan. I'm grateful, aren't you, that Christ's plan has always been to hang on an old rugged tree. That was not plan B. That was not plan C. And that was not plan D. But brother, that was the plan of God from the foundation of the world that his son should bleed and die for those that he loves. And who does he love? He loves you and he loves me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. If you'll believe on him, you won't perish this morning. Hallelujah. Let me say that one more time. If you'll believe on him, you won't perish, praise God. Can I get a witness in the church? Hallelujah. So Jesus sends the disciples, uh, rather these people away, the multitudes away, and then sends his disciples into a boat, into a ship to travel to the other side. Of course, we've already dealt with that. 
this week how that the Lord, he, uh, his popularity had swelled and his disciples didn't understand why he would cut this popularity off. But Christ was on a mission. And Christ had a desire that he wanted out of people. He did not just want to be lauded for the good things he could do. But he wanted to be lifted up for who he was and who he is. So he walks to him on the water. He gets off, gets off the boat on the other side. He speaks peace to the storm. He gets at the other side. And those folks that had seen him on the other side of the lake come back to him. And they say, we've sought you again, Lord. They had had supper the night before, but... Brother Mike, they were back for some breakfast. And when they had found him on the other side of the sea, they said unto him, Rabbi, when camest thou hither? The Bible says in verse number 24, when the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, neither his disciples, they also took shipping and came to Capernaum, seeking for Jesus. That's an honorable thing, is it not? They came seeking for Jesus, with honorable intention seeking for Jesus. But there was an underlying desire that they had for him. What were they looking for? They were looking for more bread. They were bread hunters. They were, if you'll have it, they were loafers. <laughs> and I'll tell you, this is, a, this is a wonderful time of the year. We're coming up on Thanksgiving now, I don't know about you, but I would prefer carbs to any other type of calorie that is to be offered. Absolutely love carbs. Give me bread, bread, bread any way that I can take it. I love it. I like sweet bread. I like less than sweet bread. I like kind of sweet bread. I like sourdough bread. I like bread with butter on it. I like some bread, don't you? I'm a loafer. But up until verse number 22, it would seem that their ambitions were sincere from verses 22 to 24. They came seeking Jesus. We're in this thing to seek Jesus. Man, may I say this this morning, and I hope that you'll hear me. Many come to Jesus for what he can do, but few come to Jesus for who he is. Let me say that one more time for emphasis sake. Many come to Jesus for what he can do, but few come to Jesus for who he is. And who is he? He is not the bread that you'll go eat today at the diner. He is the bread of life. He's the bread that if you'll eat of him, you'll never hunger. Many come to Christ for what he can do. But if you'll realize who he is, then he will do for you what you really need done inside of you. You say, well, Brother Jay, I need this. I need this bread to survive another day. No, you need the bread of life. I want you to notice with me their dishonesty. Jesus wants them honest. He knows their hearts and he knows our hearts today. 
He knew exactly what they were thinking. He knew exactly what was going on in their heart. He knew exactly what was going on in their mind. And child, this morning, he knows exactly what's going on in your heart and in your mind today. He knew what they were after. He knew why they had came to church. He knew why they had showed up. They needed a band-aid on their problem. But he knew, that, he knew that they needed more than a band-aid. He knew they needed bread. But just not the bread that they were looking for. I want to counsel you in this morning. In Christ, you will find more than just temporary relief. You will find eternal satisfaction. Hallelujah. He knows where you're at. Now it's our commission to get honest with Jesus about what we need. From him. I wonder for just a little while, could we get past? Listen, the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked above all things. Who can know it? Brother Ron, I don't even know the intentions of my heart, but he does. I can't even say what's true. I can't interpret all these feelings, Brother Leo, that's going on inside of me, but he knows exactly what I need. And you don't know what's at the bottom of all your feelings. But Jesus does. You don't know the desperation that you're in. But Jesus does. You don't know how deep your heartbreak really is. But Jesus does. He knows where you're at. Now there's no way I can cover all of this text from verses 22 to 66. It's impossible. But just to cover their dishonesty, they came to him wanting one thing, but Christ decrees. We've seen their dishonesty, but let's look at what Christ has said. Verse number 27. Labor not for temporary satisfaction. Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life. Which the Son of Man shall give unto you. For him hath God the Father sealed. Rather than laboring for bread which will perish. Rather than laboring for temporary relief that you need right now. Rather look and search for the eternal Christ. Christ is that bread. In verse number 35 he said... I am the bread of life. That's his decree. The only one, the only thing that will satisfy. He that cometh unto me, in verse number 37, I will in no wise cast out. You say, Brother Jay, I've been cast out by friends. I've been cast out by husbands. I've been cast out by wives. I've been cast out by friends and my acquaintances in my life. But if you'll come to Jesus, he will in no wise cast you out. In verses 47, 48, 50, and 51, he shows us that he is the bread that sustains life. And that the bread that is life is him. And in verses number 53 
through verses number 60, he goes beyond that and says, look, if you're going to have everlasting life, and this is what they did not want to hear. If you're going to have everlasting life, you're going to have to eat of my flesh and drink of my blood. Jesus told them that they were going to have to eat of his flesh, drink of his blood. That is to say that you will have to absolutely have all of him and consume him and take him in in order to have life eternal. Are you with me? Say amen. Oh, my dear friend this morning. You've come looking for something just to get you through another service. But God has laid it on my heart to tell you about something that will get you through life. Amen. Hallelujah. You're looking for something to make you feel better today. Won't you come and bow before the one that will give you peace and joy and satisfaction and fulfillment through your entire life. Hallelujah. I'm talking about Jesus. The bread. Of life. Jesus told him and said. Hey your mom and daddy ate of the bread that Moses gave. You remember the manna that fell down out of heaven. He said your mom. Your mothers and your fathers ate of that bread. But they're dead. He said I'm not coming just to make you satisfied for a little while. I'm coming that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Y'all about to make me preach this morning. You've seen their dishonesty, his decree, but notice their disappointments with his decrees in verses 41 and 42. The Jews murmured at him because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. And they said, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it then that he saith, I come down from heaven? They tried. They could not receive his words. They tried to reason in their mind and use logic about who Jesus was was they attempted to take away his deity said well we know this jesus just a few verses previous brother ron and they had been calling him the bread giver the miracle maker the life giver the the, the healer the rabbi but now they're saying well ain't this the son of joseph and mary it's amazing how quick it changes, doesn't it? When you're trying to, when God tells you something, when the Lord, when, when Jesus Christ reveals himself as all your sufficiency, oh, our mind is prone to wonder. Lord, I feel it prone to leave the God I love. And we'll try to reason ourselves out of our problem. We'll try to figure our way out of our problem. I've got a dearly loved family member who right now is trying to reason their way out of their problem, trying to reason their way out of their depression, trying to reason their way out of their sickness, trying to reason their way out of their sin. Brother, this morning, if you'll look to Jesus, he will give you the bread of life. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Lord. They could not receive his words. And they tried to reason about who Jesus was. They attempted to take away his deity, his power, who he was, the very son of God and God the son. Ultimately, they could not stomach what he was saying. And that's the problem that we've lived up into in this age. Is that we can't stomach what the book says. 
What Jesus says is the solution. You see it in all sorts of churches now. They tell you as long as you feel good and as long as everything's okay and as long as, you know, and listen, I'm grateful for the big crowd that we've been having. I thank God for that. I believe one day we're going to have to tear this place down and build another one somewhere or use this as a life activity center. I don't know. And I thank God for the crowd. But what thus saith the Word of God is what we stand on this morning. To some I come across as a libertine But to others I come across as a Pharisee This morning God help us to give no, no, no loyalty But to what Jesus has said For he is the word He is the bread of life He is the one that you need So will you hear him this morning? Sinner friend I prayed for you last night and I prayed for you Monday. And I looked to this service on Thursday. And I said, God, would you not let those who don't know you just close their ears? Would you open their ears and their hearts to what you have to say? Not to what I have to say. My words can't help you this morning. But the words that Jesus has said. Will give you life. Stay with me this morning. Ultimately they couldn't stomach his bread. In verse number 60. Now I want, you to look, I want you to get this this morning. They said many. Therefore of his disciples when they heard this. That they were going to have to eat of his flesh and drink of his blood. That they were going to have to take all of him in. That it was all about him. And believing on him. And looking to him. For salvation, for a help, for grace. They couldn't stomach that, Brother John. They couldn't stomach that. And they began to murmur and said, this is a hard saying. All we come and we just wanted some bread. We just wanted to feel better for a little while. We just wanted to pat ourselves on the back and say that we're following Jesus. And that we're a bread giver. We don't want all this complete reliance on Jesus. Are you with me? Say amen, church. What do you mean we have to receive all of you? They couldn't take it. And you know what happened? They left hungry. Do you know what's going to happen if you turn away from Christ this morning? You're going to leave hungry. They were offended. They were mad. Can you imagine? Oh, it's heartbreaking. Picture this with me, church. Picture this with me. Can you imagine fathers and sons and mothers who had, who had came out to hear Jesus and Jesus had, he had, he had turned the loaves and fishes into thousands and fed upwards of 25,000 folk, maybe more. That's a conservative estimate. And so they went all the way around after a storm. And they found Jesus on the other side. They got supper the night before. Now they're wanting breakfast. Jesus told them. I am the bread of life. I am the son of God. I am God the son. Eat of my flesh. Drink of my blood. Take all of me into you. Believe on me. Believe on me. Sinner friend this morning. Believe on him. 
Believe on him. And they said, this is a hard saying. But Terry, many of them went back from this point on. They left him. They left him. His popularity was over. This hard saying that he gave them about him being everything, you're everything or you're nothing, they couldn't take it. Oh, they, they wanted the bread. They wanted to feel good, but... Oh, and I don't know about all this, all Jesus business. Mm. That interferes with my plans, you see. That interferes with my path forward here, you understand? I, I've got to go talk to my psychiatrist about this. My psychologist about this. I've got to go see a cat. Before I make, before I take of this bread, I, I've got to see what some other philosoph philosophers say about this. It was a hard saying, Jesus said. And they, they left him. They left walking from him. Now, can you imagine the fathers and the sons? Now, you've got, you've got sons now. Fathers, he's walking back disappointed because he's still hungry. And he's not satisfied. And, he's, and he doesn't have eternal life. Brother Jack. And the son looks up at daddy and says, Daddy, I'm hungry. Well, son... It just didn't pan out the way we thought it was going to. You know, he gave us bread yesterday, but he started talking some craziness about how we'll have to eat the bread of life. And we're going back home. Little daughter looks up at her daddy and says, Daddy, yesterday you said he was an amazing man, but... Today you just called him the son of Joseph and the son of Mary and you said he wasn't anything that he said he was. What are we going to do? We're going back. We're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out. We're going to go see this doctor and that doctor. We're going to go watch Dr. Phil. He'll tell us what to do. Huh? We're going to go see what, how Judge Judy lines people out. We don't like how Jesus lined them out. We're going to watch, see how she lines them out. We're going to go talk to your counselor. We're going to go talk to your dean of students. And we're going to get you set up on a path of success. And you're going to make money, have a career, have college. You're going to have a family of your own and raise babies. You know, the only problem with that, they were still going to be hungry. And mom and daddy was hungry. And the children were hungry. Mom and daddy, if you don't get the bread of life as the main thing in your household, your children are going to starve. If I don't carry the bread of life and eat it for that little girl back there and love my Savior and love my Lord and give my life to Him and give my all to Him, she'll grow up hungry. And you know what we've got today in this culture, in this generation? We've got a bunch of hungry babies. The suicide rate, Brother Terry, I just read this last night. The suicide rate in 12, 10 to 14-year-olds has spiked higher since the advent of social networking. What are they doing? They're consuming. Num, 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 num. Num, 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 num. 
but it's not filling the hole and the starvation that's going on in their heart. We need the bread of life in our life. I need Jesus in my life. You need Jesus in your life. Sinner friend, you'll never be filled out there looking for what you think is going to satisfy you. Because you know what happens when you eat bread? You'll be hungry again. But when you eat the bread of life, you'll never hunger. And if you drink of the water that he gives, what that little woman sitting on that well said that day? Jesus looked at her and said, if you drink of this water right here, you'll thirst again. But if you drink of the water that I came to give, you will never thirst again. Never hungry, never thirsty. I say hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. I tell you what, I've wanted some earthly bread since God saved me. But there's never been nothing that satisfies like the Lord Jesus Christ satisfies. Hallelujah. Fathers, son, Daddy, what are we going to do? I don't know, son. We'll have to figure it out on our own. And stay with me here and I'm done. 27 minutes is all I've been going. I'm watching it. Don't worry. <laughs> We've seen their disappointment. We've seen the decrees of Christ. We have seen... Their dishonesty, but I want you to notice with me this morning, fourthly and lastly. Fourthly and lastly, notice the true disciples. All right, turn with me in John chapter number 6 and verse 67. Turn with me this morning. Verse 66, we'll read that first. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. That's why you do not need to frame success around what is popular. Do not frame success around how many likes you're getting on Facebook. Do not frame success around how many youngins, young people are liking your B-reels. You older folk won't know what that is, but I've got a niece and a nephew. I know what B-reel is. Let me see your hands. Who know what B-reel is? One, two, three, four... Five, six. Y'all are outnumbered. Y'all are outnumbered. Ain't none of us know what that's about. It's another social network. Your popularity does not need to be centered around the world's aspect of what is right and good and true. And many of them began to went back. They couldn't stand his saying. Then Jesus said unto the twelve, will you also go away? Hey, listen to me for one more minute. He said, will you also go away? The crowd has dwindled from thousands and tens of thousands down to twelve. The others couldn't receive his word, but Christ looks at the one that God has revealed himself to, his disciples, and to those who have eaten of the bread, and to those who have taken the bread of life. And he said, Will you also go away? And Peter, well, we've been talking about him a lot lately. He's had it rough, and old Peter, buddy. Talked about him this morning, Brother Ron. We give him a bad rap. He popped off at the mouth so much. <laughs> I love you, brother. <laughs> 
But I'm telling you, he had something to say when nobody would say something. But he got it right, right here. <laughs> oh, he may have been weak later, Brother Terry. When his heart was broke and he denied the Lord thrice. And that's what you'll do too. But buddy, he got it right, right here. The Lord Jesus said, Will you all, are you, are you going to leave me too? And Peter looked at him and said, Lord, I love this. He said, to whom shall we go? Y'all ain't, ain't acting about as happy as that as we ought to be. To whom shall we go? Where are you going to go? And all true believers feel this way. Where are you going to go if you leave this service without the Lord Jesus Christ? Huh? Back to the next party. Back to your friends down at school. Back to another vacation. Back to politics. God help you. Back to bad relationships. Back to your psychiatrist, to your pills, to your drugs. Back to your job. Where are you going to go? Huh? Huh? Peter said, to whom shall we go, Lord? We've got nowhere else to go. Peter said, I've made money and it doesn't satisfy in the fishing business. I've had this and I've had that, but it doesn't satisfy in the fishing. Now, Lord, I'm, I have nowhere else to go but to you. For thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe... And we are sure thou art that Christ, the Son of the living God. We know that you are God. We know that you are Jesus. We know that you're the bread of life because we've tasted of you. There's nowhere else we can go. So we're going to stay here a while, Lord. I need a big... Hearty amen from the church. Thank God. He is the Son of God. Now, it's closed. I'm done. But what are you going to do? Huh? What are you going to do? Are you going to keep looking for the bread that perishes, for the bread that the world gives? Are you going to keep looking for the bread that you can go down here to, what's that grill in downtown Gainesville? It's got that good, um, good rolls. No, Loretta's. Loretta's, that's good, ain't it? Long Street. Loretta's, whatever. I've been to that one too, and I've been to Papa Jack's down in Brazelton. They've got good bread. They've got good bread down at the Texas Roadhouse down yonder with that good cinnamon butter. My grand, this Thanksgiving's going to cook some fried cornbread. It's good. 
But I'll eat it today and I'll be hungry tomorrow. But that day I was sitting, Brother Terry, on about right here. And I had Brother Ron Jones to my right. Y'all with me? Say amen. amen. I had Brother Ron Jones to my right. Brother Raymond Williams was sitting right here. He took up two or three seats. Brother Ron was here. And my daddy got to preach it on this bread. <laughs> Hallelujah. He got to preaching and saying, come. Believe on me. Cast all of yourself on me. What do you, Brother Jay, what do you mean by come? What do you mean by taking the bread of life? What do you mean by coming to me? It'd be about like you sitting at your house. You ever had a good, real good, I mean a good dog that's your best friend, huh? I know some of y'all have got some fur babies in here. We don't. Y'all can keep them at y'all's house. But I had a good dog, Hawk, and he could be two miles back in the mountains up in Hayesville, North Carolina, where I was born and raised. And I could whistle and call for him. Brother Terry, you know what he'd do? He'd come. I believe the Lord's called for some in this building this morning. I believe the Lord's called for some. But I sat on that pew, and I was weeping, Brother Terry, Sister Bobby, my mama was sitting about where you were sitting. I was on the front row. And I'd, I'd been around the bread. I'd seen them distributing the bread. I'd seen folks take of the bread and take of Christ. But I'd never. I was sitting on the front row trying to blend in, trying to get lost in the crowd. I was a shy fellow. If y'all are wondering how in the world I'm preaching, I don't know either. I believe in the call of God. That's all I can say. Because I was a shy little backward little boy who couldn't hardly stand up in front of nobody and say a word without blushing and running away. But that day, the Lord, <laughs> He said, I am the bread of life to my soul, to my inward man, to my heart. And I sat there. And now while Daddy was preaching, Brother Raymond was rejoicing. Big old tears was coming down his eyes and that big belly was bouncing. And Brother Ron Jones was sitting here and he wasn't saying much. He didn't say much. But he would weep as, as Christ was exalted. And I said, I ain't got what neither one of these men have got right here. What was that? It wasn't a thing. It was a person. It was Jesus that I didn't have. And I turned around. Dad was middle ways through preaching. I want to tell you something. These altars are always open. I was, Dad was middle ways through preaching. And I sat right there and I turned around and I looked at Mama, Sister Bobby. And I said, Mama, I got to go pray. <laughs> Y'all ever seen a mountain boy take a shouting fit? Hallelujah. I said, Mama, I got to go pray. And I hit that altar. Dad wrapped up. I don't know if he just stopped preaching. But that whole church piled in behind me. Let me tell you something. If you want some help praying and talking to Jesus, we'll make a womb around you this morning. We'll, make a, we'll, we'll, we'll all come have altar prayer with you. I did the best I could. I just said, Lord, I don't know what to do, but I know I need to be saved. You want to know what he did? He gave me that bread of life. Now there's times I've looked away and I've been led astray, Brother Ron, and I've messed up and I've met just about every day. 
I'm serious. Oh, we're so weak, all of us. But I've never went hungry. Never went hungry. The bread of life lives in me today. Are you saved? Are you born again? Sister Megan, come on up here, please. Come to the piano. Have you ever believed on the Lord Jesus Christ? One of my favorite verses in this whole text, and we didn't even mention it. Matter of fact, Brother Terry, I was going to preach that particular verse in verse number 44. But the more I got to study in this text, it just opened up. Had to preach what God gave me. What, and I mean, it just kept opening up, opening up, opening up. But I was going to teach, uh, preach out of verse 44. No man... No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him. How many of you believe, how many of y'all still believe that God deals with you? How many of you still believe that God is the one who initiates? Here you have, you've come into here, minding your own business. You've come to church because it's just the right thing to do. Thank you. Thank you for coming. But somewhere between the time the first service first started and now, the Holy Spirit has cornered you up and, and showed you that you're hungry. Now, I've never been one to try to work or whip something up. But I want to tell you something. I don't know who you are. But my heart has been broke for you this week. I didn't have faces to go with my burden. But last night I sat in my study and wept and asked God to work on your end. This morning, I believe you can get saved anywhere. I believe you can get saved in your seat. I believe you can get saved in your car. I believe you can get saved at your house. I believe you can get saved down at the restaurant. I know a brother who got tore up so bad, he had to pull off on the side of the road and got saved hanging out over a guardrail. He made an altar out of a guardrail. I know folk who didn't even know where they were getting saved in airplanes. But I sure wish you'd come get saved today. I'd like to make you feel better today. And we do. The Lord's helped us here at Murrayville Baptist Church. I preach two messages to the best of my memory, specifically to the lost. But I want to tell you something this morning, church. This message works for us. This is still the message we feast off of. That He is the bread of life. Now with every head bowed and every eye closed, here in just a minute, I'm going to ask you to stand. But as, as there's no looking around, <clears throat> I wonder if you'd get honest about yourself. 
wonder if you'd just get some honesty about you this morning. Now, <laughs> I don't know if you'll ever hear me do this again at Merville, but it's pressing on my heart this morning. So I'm just going to go with it. If you're saved and you know it, would you raise your hand? You say, Brother Jay, I've ate of this bread of life. God bless you. You put your hands down. Thank you. You say, Brother Jay, I've came here this morning. I come here looking for one thing. And here I am. Now I don't know exactly what I need. I'll tell you what you need. You need Jesus. And you need to come to Him. You've heard His calling. You've put up enough of a fight already. But oh, it's hard for you to kick against something this stout. Church, pray with me right now in your seat where you're at. I want you to pray with me. I want to tell you something, sinner. You ain't got nowhere to go. You have nowhere to go. And as the old song says, instead of why not tonight, why not this morning? Why not? What reason do you have? I can't force you, and I'm not going to come back and embarrass you. But if you knew what I know, you would break out of that altar. You'd break out of that pew, and you'd make yourself somewhere to pray, some way or another. Or maybe you'd just sit right there where you're at. I don't know. But I'll ask you to be honest again. I rarely do this ever. God's a big enough God. He does the saving. I, he's just asked me to do the preaching. As a matter of fact, He gives the power for that. So it ain't none of me. It's all of Him. But right where you're sitting, I want to pray for you. I want to put some names, some faces with these burdens that I've got. I ain't going to embarrass you, I promise you. I give you my word. I'm not going to embarrass you. But I wonder if you'd say, Brother Jay, I've never been saved. And God has showed that to me. Would you raise your hand just for a minute and keep it up? I see that hand. I see that hand. Wherever you're at this morning, say, Brother Jay, I've never been saved. Thank you. You put your hand down. Anyone else? Say, Brother Jay, would you pray for me? Hey, I'll pray for you. I'll pray for you. I can't save you. 
But I can point you to one who can. Brother Terry's come to prepare a song. Boy, church, I would that you would come pray for the lost this morning in this invitation. I need your help, church. Let's all stand. Every head bowed, every eye closed. As God's dealing, if you need someone to pray with, we'll pray with you. Just as I am without Won't you come? Terry's going to sing another verse. One last verse. One more. Unless God deals, we're not, going to, we're not going to press any further on this invitation. It said, many departed. Many left after they heard these words. They couldn't bear it, Brother John. They couldn't, they couldn't take it, Brother Jack. They could not bear casting all themselves on Him. Couldn't take it. And this morning, if you leave, I, I'm not going to try to induce fear in you this morning, but it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. And I'm going to report on what they're probably not preaching in the mega churches this morning. If you die without God, you will go to hell. Let me say that one more time. If you die without Christ, you will suffer throughout eternity in the lake of fire. 
You see, that's why the Lord, when He looked out over Jerusalem, He wept. How oft would I have gathered you together as a hen does her brood, but you would none of me. That's what these people were doing. They would have none of Christ. They wouldn't have Him as the Son of God. They wouldn't come to Him and be saved. Listen, the hell is prepared for the devil and his angels. And I want to tell you, church, we don't hear it preached that often. Now, Brother Terry, your, your daddy and them old timers preached on it regularly. The preachers I came up underneath preached on it regular, but it's about to be an outdated story. But I want to tell you something this morning. The most up-to-date thing you'll hear, whether you turn on Fox News, CNN, God help you, MSNBC, whatever it is, the most up-to-date thing you will hear that if you die without the Lord Jesus Christ, if you are not saved and you get out here on this highway and some fellow from a hangover is coming this way, or somebody's texting. And your bumpers meet. Or they T-bone and you leave this world without Christ. You will suffer throughout all eternity. And you have no hope of making it right with God. But now. Now. Is the acceptable day of salvation. You could walk out of here and say, I don't know much about what happened, but I know it was Veterans Day Memorial Weekend. And I know that preacher preached on the bread of life. And I know I got me a taste. If you will come, he'll have you. All right, y'all ready for one more verse? Same chapter we were just in. Didn't cover. <clears throat> All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. And him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. I'm not sure if he had saved me, Brother Jay. You'd be the first sinner that came to him that he didn't save. That ain't going to happen. Now, Brother Terry's singing this song, Come. Seems to be what the theme is this morning. Come and take of the bread of life. Through. I preached to you this morning on Jesus. The bread of life. Eternal life's waiting. Christ Jesus is waiting. The satisfaction's waiting. The peace of God is waiting. Will you have him? Or will you also go away? Brother Terry. One last verse and we're done this morning. Just stay.